Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey there, welcome to Live Online, live from my kitchen and living room here in Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm your host, Brody, with a show that's hopefully going to give you something to take away at the end of the day, maybe something that you can implement into your life personally, maybe professionally as well. For me, it's a self-inspired show where I made a decision after years of working in radio broadcasting, I decided to move back to the East Coast to focus on my personal life and the people in it. And now I'm also helping people and small businesses start their own show, much like this, a podcast or what have you. Today, we're going to be talking with marriage and relationship therapists, Carol Cullen and Shelly Hummel out of Wake Forest, North Carolina. And they're going to be talking about best practices with your partner and your family during quarantine time. Now, if you're watching the show live as it's being recorded, then you can comment in the comment section. Also, if you have something to add to the conversation, you can be a part of the conversation. If you have questions, you can ask those as well, and uh, we'll try to get them answered for you. Also, if you ever want to give a shout out on the show, at the very start of the show, I I do something called live online check-ins, where you can connect either video or you could just connect via audio if you want to give a shout out to a friend, a loved one, a family member, even a, uh, a favorite business. You could do that with the live online check-in. You could just get my social media handles, reach out like that, or via email. All the contact, contact info is at brodyradio.com. Okay, so tonight we've got Carol Collins, Shelly Hummel. They are marriage and relationship therapists. Welcome to the show, ladies. Hey, Hi, Brody. Brody. Yeah, we're both in the screen. We're trying now. to fit into the screen for you. <laughs> you look great, by the way. And it was funny because recently we've been under quarantine now for weeks. And who knows how much longer this is going to continue. And I've been hearing a lot of, of couples getting in each other's nerves. And I follow Luke Bryan's wife, Caroline, on Instagram. And one of her Insta stories had the two of them sitting on the couch with this half-assed grin going, yes, we haven't killed each other yet. (laughs) So what's a good way to manage your relationship with your partner while you're being quarantined? You can't really leave the house except unless you're an essential employee or if you have to go to the grocery store. Yeah, I think that there's a, a few things about that. You know, my experience with the couples that I work with and just with you know, family, neighbors, friends, is that, yes, while there's stress with finances, stress with being at home, you know, a lot of together time, there are certainly a lot of positives that are coming out of this. And a lot of my couples are saying that they've never had so much downtime to have daily conversations or time to go on family walks or do do a puzzle together or just, you know, binge watch Netflix and not have the pressing 
constraints of job schedule and they're finding it to be really really good yeah um so i i'm just saying i i selfishly am really i i understand it's very hard out into the in the world right now and everyone's suffering with um so many things but i'm really enjoying the time that i'm having the downtime with my family and the just the downtime for myself because it's always so busy. So there's yeah. a little piece of me that feels a little guilty for really enjoying being home when I know how hard it is um, for a lot Don't of Don't feel guilty. Do not feel guilty. <laughs> I was, in a little part. Brody, little I was part. just going to pull my therapist hat on. Just allow piece. yourself to feel the joy and yeah. the slowdown of life. And don't feel guilty for mm -hmm. enjoying something that we have to be able to focus on some of the positives that are, yeah. you know, out of a really crappy situation for so many financially, mm -hmm. emotionally, spiritually, physically, fiscally. And we, if we can't do that, we're all screwed. You know, <laughs> we're all screwed. We're all screwed. Um, yeah. But I think your question. So tips. So yeah. I think one of the problems that I do see with my own relationship and I sometimes your relationship and every relationship out there is the tendency for one partner to be dismissive mm -hmm. of the feelings or opinions of the other. For example, you know, let's say Carol and I are in a relationship together and I'm going to go to the grocery store. No, you're not. I want to go to the grocery store. I have to get out of the cannot. house. No, it's dangerous. Carol, you cannot go to the grocery store. Totally ridiculous. We talked about People this. People are overreacting. We're not going to do that. We're going to follow the you're rules. You're not going to do that. I'm going to do that because okay. you are being totally crazy about this. So We're not going to get COVID. the rules of the law you are the being, state. Okay. So this is something we I see a lot. I even worked with a couple today, worked through this with them. Yeah. Like, who's right here? Who's wrong? What's the right way to do it? Um, yeah. It's So that example is to illustrate I was dismissive of her and she was dismissive of me. So there's this like butting heads of who's right, who's wrong. You're being overreactive. No, you're you're being dismissive or you're being too relaxed with the rules. And so instead of trying to understand each other's mm -hmm. viewpoint, we just sort of dismissed and disregarded um, the opinion right. of each other. And we didn't we didn't get anywhere, right? And so my number one tip would be um, Listen to your partner and try to understand by asking questions where their mind is. And this is not, you're, you're not going to change your partner. You are not going to change your partner during this stressful time. So just put that on the back burner and say, maybe I can change them later, but not now. <laughs> We're all going through this together. This is the first time any of us have been through something like this. So, you know, it, what you're saying is it's really about honest and open communication and being compassionate for each other's feelings. Absolutely. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. And knowing that you're not going to agree on everything. Um, and even those small, um, you know, differences in relationships that people, you know, originally when you get together, if one of you is like, messy and the other one is neat it doesn't seem like a big deal but over time those differences start to build and even right now it's like having a magnifying glass on your relationship so those yeah. little irritants those little differences that maybe um on other normal days you could balance right now they're magnified so these small differences just from being in each other's space for um so many days so so much time together it starts to magnify that and so you can get irritated pretty quickly. So uh, just understanding and giving each other that compassion and really listening to each other yeah. 
is going to really pay off in the end here because you're not going to change each other. I feel like this is a time where your business must be picking up. Like we all need therapists more than ever now that we're going through all this quarantine. Do you find that that you're you're getting a lot more new clients during this time? It's I think it's both, right? It's both. So I'll, I'll take that one. First. Okay, okay, and then I'll answer. So I think okay. um, what I'm noticing, and I think you can probably say the same, is that we're getting some folks that are saying we're just going to wait. We're going to wait till this is over, and we're going to deal with it afterwards. Right now, we're just trying to manage being a homeschool teacher, um, figuring out finances, whether I have a job, I don't have a job. Some people are extremely busy with their work, so overwhelmed if they're in healthcare, they can't focus on anything else right now. Um, you know, taking care of maybe elderly parents and mm -hmm. like all those other things. So right. we're saying, let's just put therapy on hold and we'll deal with it when this is gone. And then you have the other extreme of folks that are like, we're home, we're together and we're ready to work on this. And they're diving in and it's been wonderful. And they've been making so much progress and teletherapy really works. And I know Shelly's still, you're going into the office I am. and um, I'm not. So everyone has their own style. So there, there is a way to do therapy in person mm -hmm. and through telehealth right now, if you choose. Mm -hmm. um, but right now, I think it's a perfect time to start it's therapy. There's no reason to wait. Would you yeah. agree? I mean, I, uh, you know, I think a lot of new couples that are reaching out and even existing clients are concerned financially. So they're mm -hmm. maybe not scheduling as frequent and we're all sort of wondering well, when, when is this going to be over so we can right you know get back to get back normal. to normal but i think you know the financial impact is really really difficult and we're all like you know it's stressful and it's stressful for couples i mean money is mm -hmm. something that couples argue about anyway and so right. now it's like crunch time right i mean can, how many couples out there have no clue about their budget most actually and now at a time where they absolutely have to know yeah. what's coming in and what's coming out and like the stress is like this like big you know pressure cooker of worry and expectation and not talking about it and like both people are you freaking know out. freaking out yeah. and so that like that's gonna it, that's gonna implode right yeah. whether you talk about it and fight about it or you don't talk about mm -hmm. it and you avoid it, it's going to explode somehow in some way. And so uh, couples really do need to be reaching out and, mm -hmm. and not, it doesn't always have to be therapy, right? Not everybody can, not everybody wants to go to therapy. There's still a stigma out there. And there are lots of great resources out there that are free too: podcast books. Um, and so any, any assistance mm -hmm. that you can get and that your partner's willing to get yeah. and give. Um, and I do want to see that there is a lot of low fee, no fee, sliding scale resources for couples and individuals that want to reach out for therapy that are struggling financially or don't have health insurance. And there are for healthcare workers, there are free sessions right now that I know the North Carolina Marriage and Family Therapy Association has pulled together a group of therapists that have volunteered to offer pro bono services to North Carolina healthcare workers. So if anybody wants more information about that, they can reach out to Shelly or I and we can hook them up with a therapist that will offer free services. And I know in my practice, we're also offering sliding scale for because we're a group practice. So there, yeah. if someone needs therapy, I mean, we can find them and hook absolutely. them up and link them with the services. So it is doable. Finances should never be a barrier to receiving proper mental health care. And we want to be able to connect people. Now, normally when we're not under quarantine, one of the things that couples do 
to kind of get some time away is, you know, they go do a girl's night, they do go do a boy's night. And now that that kind of opportunity really, you, you can't, you, you really can't do it. So what are some other things that, you know, when you want to go do your own thing, you want to go have your own space, your own time, and maybe you're Maybe you don't have a big house, so you can all spread out. Maybe you have a small house big enough. Brody, there is no house big enough right now. Okay? <laughs> I have a really large closet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've done, I'm sure you've done this too, lots of telehealth sessions with people <laughs> locked in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, no, there's too much of an echo here, not in the bathroom. Conference calls, conference calls. Yeah. That video online with the where the guy's on in a conference call. He's got his library behind him, and all of a sudden the kids bust in the door. Well, that's pretty much how it's been going. That's how it's been going. So to answer your question, that was tip number two that we had: is how do you take care of yourself during this time? Because if you want to be a good partner in your relationship, you have to be able to take care of yourself first. Because if you're not in a good state um, emotionally, physically, psychologically, you're going to be good to no one in your relationship and in your family. So first priority is making sure that you have yourself squared away and you are functioning at your best. So some tips for that are, and this, this is a good one. The first one is like have a daily schedule or routine. I can't tell you how many folks I've talked to that are like, yeah, well, it's been five weeks. I guess we better get our act together. <laughs> I guess we should start getting dressed every day <laughs> or, you know, having some kind of a routine. Yeah. And I think when you don't have a routine or things that um, are scheduled for your day or some sort yeah, of order something. to the chaos, you, yeah. you can get depressed yes. um, or, or anxious and you start to lose focus. So I think the first tip is to have yeah. a schedule for the day. Wake up, get dressed, brush your teeth, brush your hair, take a shower, whatever you need to do in the morning, and get out and start to function in some sort of organized way. Feels some. Sophie came up, my daughter came up to me yesterday and said, Mom, you should really make your bed. <laughs> She's like the clean one in our house. She's like, you should really make your bed. It'll make you feel better. It'll I love that. And I'm like, can't you just accept me for who I am? <laughs> <laughs> and I made tip my bed today and it felt good. That's awesome. Tip number one, listen to me. <laughs> right. So, all right. So first is having some sort of structure. Um, the second is getting some kind of exercise every day, whether it's going for a walk or doing some sort of, you know, app. they have tons of free apps now offering free exercise routines. So doing something physical every single day is also going to be important. Um, the third part of that is, you know, working not only on your physical well-being, but also on your mental health. Doing something relaxing that is also like like meditation yeah. or a yoga, even though that's physical, it's also for your mind. So doing something that soothes your mind and helps you with the anxiety or depression if you're feeling some symptoms of depression. But working on your mental health as well, like allowing yourself the space to just slow down and really take care of yourself emotionally is going to be really important. I like that. One of the things that I really like is there's a, a bigger park near where I am. And there's more than enough room for people to go out there and not mm -hmm. encroach on each other with the social distancing rule. Mm -hmm. And isn't that another way you can like, you know, just go for a walk. Be outside. Yeah. I mean, being in nature does something to our brain. It does, it does something to our hormones. It does, does 
amazing things. I don't know all the chemicals. I think like, it releases ee! endorphins. That's something. There you go. That make you feel Just happy. Being outside and hearing mm -hmm. the sounds and feeling, you know, the leaves or the ground, breeze. being able to like ground yourself in mm -hmm. not sort of this stagnant like air at home in mm -hmm. front of the sure. screen. The that sunshine all. gives you vitamin right. D. It increases Get your outside. mood. Get outside. Yeah. And I love that. Get out in the park, Brody. Yeah. <laughs> We've been taking family walks and as well as like individual walks. I've been taking walks on my own. I've been taking walks with the family just about every day. I'd say at least five days out of the week, we're doing some kind of a, just a walk and my mood just feels better. Yeah. And you know, I'm definitely having mood swings with all this. So it's good to try and do whatever yeah. you can to stabilize your mood. Um, but along with that would be the next thing would be eat, eating healthy. We talked yeah. about that to start with. Like, Oh no. You know, no I know. We spread very well. I just had ice cream. <laughs> so it's we okay. started it's okay to treat yourself. It's okay to treat yourself. I think too, talking about, you know, as you're just saying, like you just mm -hmm. said, I'm having mood swings. I'm having totally. anxiety. Like, normal that normalizes it when you can talk about it and we all struggle with different things and we are all like all on a spectrum of good days and bad days yeah. and you know depressed happy like it just depends on the day it depends right. on the circumstance and i think to be able just to talk about it and embrace you know, it and say yes this sucks mm -hmm. or i'm having a terrible day or you know what yeah. i really need help or I'm really bothered by such and such, or you know what, I'm really, really scared. And to reach out to people who care about you mm -hmm. and can respond in a loving way, that is what makes all the difference. And I love that because I think not everybody knows creatively how to use these tools we have, right? So we are all trained, and I've talked about this before, get off of your phone, get off of social media and get in your relationship or you know, at work with your coworkers be it be present right but now we're having to jump back on technology yes. so we can connect with friends uh in a lot of um cases with co-workers uh, or with family and uh, you know again we were just talking about you know not being able to go out with your friends but you can i've seen people do virtual happy hours right and that's another way to connect with your friends where you're you can get your own time as well Technology, yeah. technology is not the enemy at all here. It's how we use technology. We can use it to our benefit. We can do virtual happy hours. We can do virtual Netflix binging together. We can connect with family and friends. I've seen lots of folks playing virtual board games. Um, there's so many ways that you can connect with other people using technology. And that was our, our next part of taking care of yourself is when you need to, like Shelly said, like reach out to folks that care about you, that love you and connect with them through technology. You can do a Skype, mm -hmm. you know, call with them, you know, a, a supportive friend that maybe or just use the away. phone and do Wait, the old fashioned what? thing. What? The like phone? Pick it up and have it ring and some <laughs> what, are you, wait, what are you referring to, this phone? What is the phone, phone call? You need the phone to make phone calls. So I heard a rumor, or it wasn't a rumor actually, it was a study that now it's rude to leave a voicemail if somebody doesn't answer. Oh, what? I've never heard of that. I swear, I swear. And that I want to say that was like a month, month and a half ago. So don't, be rude. Don't, don't, don't leave voicemail. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Okay. And last tip yeah. on taking care of yourself is to take breaks when you need Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And it's totally okay to take breaks when you need it. What are you looking at? Okay, never mind. That's take another thing I'm not good at. I'm not, because you end up on the computer, you're doing work, you're busy, you're taking care of the kids, the dogs. So Do you uh, an alarm maybe as a backup? Here's the thing. So much of this could be prevented, so much frustration if couples did this one thing. Talk about it the day before. Like <laughs> say, hey, I would like to have some time to myself tomorrow after dinner. I don't like, mm -hmm. I just yeah. need it. And like, it just has to be for a half an hour. What about you? Can I, I mean, yeah, what can I expect to help you? And oh, I have a conference call tomorrow from three to four, just so you know, so you can plan. Yes, that would be a good time for you to take your yeah. time from three to four. That way I'll do my call. You'll have right. your own time. We'll like, have dinner in between. It's called setting the expectation. And we don't do that because we expect our partners to mind read, which is a myth. It is not good. It's not fair. It's not good and it's not fair. You shouldn't do it. Don't mind. Don't expect your partner to, to mind know. read. And to know. You have to tell you them. You should know that I want to spend time with you. Well, I already know that. But <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> But you, are, yeah. you should know that every day I want to have time by myself. And so why are you upset if like, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm going for a walk, get over it. Don't do it like that. Don't do it like that. Set the expectation ahead of time that you want some time alone or you want some time together. And like me, if you have mood swings, okay, um, last week too. I wanted time away. And so Chris was like, what's going on here? And then this week I'm like all needy and like, do you want to hang out with me? Do you want to hang out with me? What are you doing? You want to watch Little Bunny Run? Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, um, I'm like on a roller coaster here and I'm taking him for poor a ride. Chris. I know, poor thing. And I promised him I would give him kudos for being the best husband ever. Yeah, so, Chris. Yeah, Chris, best husband ever award. <laughs> You. By the way, um, I am going to bring up your husbands in just a few minutes because uh -oh. the two of you do something I would have never even thought of. So uh, remind me if I forget to bring up your husbands. But, <laughs> okay. okay. You don't have any pictures, do you? No, I do not, actually. <laughs> I, I do not. Okay. Um, I, I got to say hi to Ken. Ken, thank you for watching. Another thing that I think we need to address is so the kids, if you have kids, and now they're home from school. Yeah. Uh, one of the things you want to do is have some sexy time. And uh, what do we do? The kids are around all the time. We've got solutions. All right, Shelly's got things. the best idea. I'm going to let her go first. Well, you get you give them your iPad or you get right. your iPad. Schedule yeah. electronic time. Yeah. Right. So it's not like they're on it all day, but like your whatever 30 minutes, however long you get for your iPad time that's your iPad time and they're completely engrossed because they haven't had it for hours. So now they're got their headphones on, they're on their iPads, that's their time. And then mommy and daddy have their time. And you turn on every bathroom vent, <laughs> whatever to buffer. The TV, the like TV. every, everything, every fan is on. You tell the kids to use earbuds. Yes. And that too, but you have to have the buffer. One has a woman has to feel like there's no possible way your child can hear and hear it. So the women in the group are going to put <laughs> every fan on in the house. The TV. Hey, let's do laundry right now. This is yeah. <laughs> Everything's going. Thing that has a vet will function in your house at once. Okay, so that's one idea to have some sexy time. Another idea is. 
wake up 30 minutes or however long you want before the kids get up. Get up extra early, like make the effort to have some time together before the house gets crazy and the kids are up and all in your business or wait until they go to sleep at night, which is harder because we're really, really tired yeah, every day. Tired. Yeah, so those tired are just some ways. Yeah, those are just some ways because everybody's in the house all the time and all together. It's hard to get some alone time, especially if you have smaller children that need mm. a lot of attention. Um, you're going to need to be a little creative. And waking up early is a, it's a great way to start your day, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, I agree. Now, do you think when this quarantine is all said and done, we're allowed to get back out into the public and the fear of catching the coronavirus isn't as, as big that all this whole experience of everybody spending way more time together in a cl uh, in a closed space, do you think that's going to have actually some positive impacts? We're going to be able to take some things that we've learned and be like, you know what? I'm glad we went through, not for the reason we had to, but that we went and experienced that because now we can do whatever it is better. Absolutely. I think, you know, everybody has had just this slowing down of life. Right. Like the natural tendency is to maybe get to the next thing or let me run to Target real quick or let me make a trip to, you know, we we our lives by design in this country are like one thing to the next, one thing to the next. And what gets lost is that feeling that you were just talking about, you know, being present with your partner, being present in the moment. And so that's I think the big takeaway is the slowing down can allow you to to feel and be more present with people that love you and you love. And I think on the flip side of that, not to be the Debbie Downer here, but I think once we do get back to regular life and regular schedules, that it's real easy to forget what we just went through. It's so easy to just dive right back into the regular routine and get back into the rut. And you don't want to do that. You want to remember the things that um, you've learned with this downtime of how important it is to connect and have family time and how meaningful it is to your partner that you're showing up for them in this new way. So you don't want to forget that. I think a great idea would be to write some kind of a journal or a diary or like a reminder note to yourself. Like, dear Carol, remember how important it was for you to take that downtime for yourself and do some self-care and how more available emotionally you were to everyone else in your family. Don't forget that and like stick that note somewhere. Just as a reminder, because it's so easy to fall back into the same routine. And you want to make sure that you remember the reasons that you slowed down in the first place. And, and I mean, the good things that came out of slowing down in the first place, you want to remember those things. So if you have to write yourself little love notes and leave them all over the house so that you find them a couple months down the road when things get crazy, I think that's a great idea. I think one of the things is that when we get out of this, that we're going to be so done with our phones and we're going to be so so eager to meet back up with friends and and loved ones that we're maybe we'll be less likely to jump back on our devices when we get a text or something and we'll have been so used to being ever present <laughs> I, so. I, I absolutely hope so but then i i think about all of the people out there who are going to want to post hey we're out and about out in the world you know and uh, like, yeah hey, that moment you know it'll take it away but you know it's a constant fight People tend to forget really, really quickly, mm -hmm. and it's a, it's a blessing and a curse all at the same time because we want we want to forget the bad stuff and we want to forget it quickly, um, but we want to remember the good stuff and hang on to it. So it can be a blessing and a curse, um, and I just hope that folks try to remember and try to make changes yeah. in their life that are long lasting, 
so they can keep and maintain the connections that are most important and vital to us, which is with our partner and our closest family members. You guys do these couples workshops. I, I love the one in Asheville because I mean, who doesn't want to go to Asheville? Yeah, we do a couples weekend workshop where couples can transform their relationship in just two days. And we have just so much fun and we love connecting with the couples personally. They get individual attention from us throughout the weekend to help them work on their exercises and they learn new ways to connect um, and build their friendship as well as how to manage conflict better. And our next one is August 1st and 2nd in Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah, we are keeping our fingers crossed that everything is has been back open yeah. and safely, of course. But like every, I think everybody wants to get back to normal when it's safe. And hopefully that will come sooner rather than later. Yes, absolutely. So Ken and Erica, they went together and he said that it was the, it was the one in Charlotte. Yeah. That was really good. Yes, yes. Hi, Ken. Oh, hey. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they had a pretty good outcome. I think they had a really good time there, from what I've heard. Uh, really good. <laughs> we're just going to leave it at that, so much so that they were late to the workshop on Sunday uh -huh. morning. But uh -huh, uh -huh. I think they just got the time wrong. Yeah. Slept in. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the best thing that can happen. If you're skipping your session, then that's actually good. Not that you should skip the session. The no, really good. there are really bad reasons not to come to the workshop on time, and then there are really, really great good. exceptional reasons. Right. Like we we did our, we did our job on Saturday for sure. We did our job, so that's awesome. Um, Brody, we're reminding you. You had a question for us about our husbands or something. Oh, yes, that's right. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things that I saw that you two do, and I, I don't know how many people think that marriage and relationship therapists have their marriages and relationships 100% together. Like That's like saying a psychologist uh, doesn't have their issues and whatnot. So, But what I like that the two of you do, and the kudos all go to your husband. Well, not all, but a, a lot of the kudos go to your husband because you talk them into allowing you to videotape the aftermath of a fight so you can play it in front of all these couples at your retreat. And I was so impressed by that. Yeah, our husbands are amazing people. They and, really are. But we are, I mean, our marriages aren't perfect. No. And if you know, one of the things that both Carol and I want to bring to this world is sort of the normalization that marriage is really hard. Yeah. And you get stuck and you, you're disappointed and, and there's hurts. And I think one of the reasons that our workshop is successful is because we are real people and we share our real stories. And I think that helps couples and it helps to normalize um, struggles. Absolutely. And, and at the weekend, we do each show a recorded um, activity of us doing a live, real, real life exercise using the tools that um, we teach couples at the workshop with our husbands. So each of those exercises we recorded and, and they're real, like they're not scripted and you get to see all of it, all the messiness of it. We probably even, know too much. Maybe, yeah, stuff. they probably know a little too much about <laughs> our stuff. But, but the one good thing about that, though, is that you're getting an exercise, an example. Mm -hmm. So it's not all for nothing. It's not you just have a fight, but you can actually demonstrate, here's how we implement what we're sharing with you. Right. Um, so 
one of the big, big misconceptions about um, fighting between couples or conflict or tension is mm -hmm. that that's a, a sign that something is wrong with the relationship. Mm -hmm. But that's not what the research says at all. Um, happy couples, like the most successful, stable couples, they fight and they fight with just as much frequency as unhappy couples. So that's it's right. not conflict and it's not fighting that critics relationship failure. It's how they do it. And right. we show you how to do it. We show, we show you how to have conflict that also has a lot of positivity and love and appreciation and repairs um, and respect so that you can have conflict, but it feels better than the negativity that uh, couples who break up, they have a high frequency of that negativity. And we call it the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And those four things are criticism, defensiveness, stonewalling, and contempt. And with using those four horsemen in high frequency is a high predictor of divorce. John Gauman states he can predict whether or not a couple will stay together or break up just by watching them have a 10 minute conflict and recording how frequently they use the four horsemen. And he can predict that with over 94% accuracy. Wow, that's amazing. That It is amazing. I mean, I wish I yeah. could say that I could do that. I don't know that I could do that. <laughs> but the research has shown that using that those four negative um, uh, styles of communicating are extremely detrimental to relationships. So we teach you how to have conflict where you don't need to use those, but you can really express what you need, talk about your own feelings, and feel validated and um, uh, appreciated and empathized by your partner in a positive way while still being able to disagree. Yeah. And couple, um, couples don't know how to do this. No. I mean, individual, I, I didn't learn this anywhere, you know? And so I think couples have a lot of shame and like think that there's something wrong with them that they fight or they yeah. don't, they use the four horsemen and we right. all do, right? We all mm -hmm. do until we learn something different. Right. When we learn how to repair from those things is where we, we turn into a master of a relationship and we become successful. When we learn how to make it better, that's yeah. the key, learning how to make it better. Everybody fights, but you're making people better at fighting or expert the best part of the workshop is that we actually give one-on-one -on -one attention to every single participant there and walk them through the steps so we're not just handing them a tool and leaving them out you know on their own to figure it out we actually go and assist every single couple with working through the exercise to feel like they can do it to feel successful so i think that makes a difference if somebody wants to reach out to you how can they uh best contact you they can go to our website, which is couplesnc.com. That's um, couples, plural, C-O-U-P-L-E-S-N-C.com. Or they can reach out to either one of us individually. Um, my website is shellyhummeltherapy.com. And, and you can reach me at um, mytherapistnc.org. Thank you so much for being on here and, and talking uh, some people through the we haven't killed each other yet. Yeah. That word yet seems to be, you know, it's, it's yeah. a hard yeah. Yet. Right. We're not sure how much longer this is going to last. So <laughs> we got to keep our options open. Well, thanks yeah. for inviting us, Brody. And yeah. thanks for like being open and focused. Like, I love it that you're excited to talk about relationships and wanting to learn and spread the word. So thank you for inviting us. Yes. Thank wow. you. We love, we love talking to you about this. Absolutely. Thank you for being on the show. And thank you for watching. Uh, hopefully, my self-inspired show provided some sort of takeaway for you or maybe even something that you can share with 
somebody else. And, and if you like the content, you watched on Facebook, like and follow. If you watched on YouTube, subscribe. You can always watch the whole show and other episodes on demand and continue the conversation online at BrodyRadio.com, where you can also connect with me via email, social media handles. You can even record a voice message on the bottom of the website. Thanks again for watching. And remember, get connected, stay inspired, be happy. Thanks. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.